0: Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults Community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation.
1: Well, welcome back to the Young Adulting podcast. My name is Alec, and today we are going to be having a hard conversation. That's right. We're going to be talking about having hard conversations and hard conversations are stuff that we don't want to talk about. We like to run away from them. If we could avoid them, if we could never have one again, I think most of us would be just fine. But the truth is hard conversations, they're necessary. They can bring healing to relationships. But if they're done the wrong way, they can actually bring some hurt. So we're going to be diving into how do we have hard conversations. How do we do it tactfully, gracefully with scripture? And today uh, I am joined by the one and the only Pastor Don Bray. Pastor Don, we're so grateful to have you uh, on the podcast today. Uh, For our listeners, Pastor Don, you've been on staff for 15 years here at Christ Fellowship. You've been in ministry for how many years? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight years in full-time ministry. I'm sure you've told multiple stories on the podcast of all of your years in ministry, but we're so grateful uh, just to have your voice and definitely just your voice to speak to our young adults today about how to have um, hard conversations. And Pastor I would love to hear maybe one of your times you had a hard conversation and how it went. Did it not go very well? Let's start there.
0: Yeah, thanks. It's great to be with you. And one of the reasons I was delighted to be asked to speak to this is because hard conversations were so difficult for me. I'm an extrovert. Okay. I want everyone to love me. Me too. <laughs> I don't want anyone to be upset with me. And I'd rather talk about people than talk to people. It's been a learning process for me. I, As you just said, I've been at it for a long time, so I have lots of experience that was both bad and good. One of the experiences that still scars my soul was maybe 40 years ago. Okay. Our kids were teenagers, and they had this amazing youth pastor, and we were really close. And then our family moved away from from the local church where our kids had been, and I heard that our youth pastor that we loved so much was getting divorced. Hmm. Well, it absolutely broke my heart. And I know he was doing studies, graduate studies, and was away from home a lot. And he was a pure extrovert, so he'd be out with people all the time. And I, so all the things I've learned, <clears throat> I learned from not doing them in this incident. First of all, I didn't pick up the phone and call him and and ask how he was doing, what was going on in his life. Mm-hmm. I took the things that I'd heard about this divorce. And I sat down and I wrote him a letter. And my letter was accused him of not caring for his wife adequately. And I talked about how he had such an influence on our kids' lives, and now it would be a negative influence. Hmm. And I just read him the riot act because I was so disappointed in him. Wow. Uh, When he got my letter, he broke down and just began to weep and weep and weep. Hmm. I learned this later, obviously, because what I didn't know was that the divorce was not his his, or his fault. Hmm. And so I didn't ask questions. I didn't tell him I loved him. I didn't try to seek out—I didn't try to pastor him. I tried to correct him. Wow and I judged his motives, and these are all things you cannot do. And so out of that experience that was so hard for me, I began to really dig into how to have hard conversations. Yeah. (laughs) So a few years later, I have an administrative leadership role in the mission of which we were part of, and I was sent to Africa to confront two of my close friends who are at war with each other. Wow. Missionaries. Missionaries. And I'm on the plane, and it's a 15-hour flight to South Africa. And I just don't know what to do because I love both these guys. I'm sure I'm going to end both friendships because I I could think of the incidents when I haven't done this well. Hmm. And so I started praying, and I asked the Lord— To give me a spirit of godly confrontation Hmm. that didn't fit my personality, that didn't fit my human gifts, but that I needed a spiritual impartation from the Holy Spirit so that I would be able to look people in the eye that I love deeply and ask them real questions, challenging questions, but do it in a way that was loving and pastoral and could lead them to a place of change. Wow. And when I I got there, I was still all jittery. But I said, "Okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. And I started the first conversation. And all I got was a lot of defensiveness. And I pastored and loved and confronted the best I could. Then I talked to the other guy and had the same experience. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this isn't going well, Lord. (laughs) I've come a long way to bomb but in the the we had the missionary team together and just in the closing time together all of a sudden one of the guys got up and interrupted me and he came to the front and the holy spirit descended on that place wow and he confessed his hard heart and his anger and his bitterness to his brother and asked him for forgiveness and that guy came up and did the same thing. Wow. And it ended up with them in each other's arms. So what I learned was if God is at the heart of a hard conversation, you do your best and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Wow. And so that's what I want to talk about today with you.
1: Yeah. Well, and Pastor John, I would love just to kind of touch on a couple of things that you you just said right there and... um. Man, I think the first one that kind of shook me was this—a godly spirit of confrontation. Because I think when we think about the word confrontation, I think everyone probably listening gets a negative feeling, correct? Of like, it can't be good. It, it can't. It can't be something that is that's supposed to happen. It, all, it has this negative connotation to it. But I love what you just said: is that no, actually, a, a godly spirit of confrontation. That if God is at the center of it. I think something wants to happen. And um, I would love to kind of get your opinion on this, Pastor Don. Do you think that a, a godly spirit of confrontation, God's heart would be recon, reconciliation?
0: Absolutely. In fact, the only reason that a believer should have a hard conversation is for the good of the relationship and for the good of the other person. You should never go into a, con- a, a godly confrontation with the idea of putting the other person in their place. Hmm. You should never go into that conversation believing that their motives were bad. Hmm. You should go into that conversation believing that God is going to work, so there'll be understanding and clarity, and you'll be able you will ask questions that will help clarify what the issues are, because sometimes you have only one perspective on it. Yeah, and that perspective is m- may not be the right perspective. So if you come with questions and you come with a sense, you know, we talked about putting a 10 on people's heads. Mm. And the principle there is you you go into a conversation expecting that the other person wants to do right and wants to do whatever it takes to make things w- well. Yeah. And so, the, so what I do before any, I, and I, I learned this a while back, what I do when I have to have a hard conversation is before I have it I will pray until the Lord fills my heart with love for that person. Wow. And so sometimes I've prayed and said, "Okay, Lord, you know I'm supposed to love everybody. I love that person." And the Holy Spirit will say, "Who are you kidding?" And and I mean it's it's always it's always been that the Holy Spirit would not release me until I genuinely had his presence in my life, his love in my life, so that I could go in with a spirit, with a heart of love for that other person wow. that I had to have the difficult conversation with. Yeah. Because that is sensed. It's You don't sp- come in with a lot of God talk or a lot of love talk. You just, you come in with a heart that is clearly for them. Yeah. And it lays a whole different emotional and spiritual foundation for the conversation.
1: That's fantastic, Pastor Don. It, um, for, our, for our young adults that are listening, are there any scriptures that you that, that come to mind that you would say um, kind of deal with with confrontation or, or how we should have hard conversations?
0: Actually, I looked up a few. Okay, thinking that you might ask that question. So, First um, Peter five two says, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't, lo- don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. Hmm. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. Wow. And then Proverbs has 15, 1 says, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare.
1: Hmm. Harsh words make tempers flare.
0: I've learned that that's a true statement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I, Pastor, I want to also get your opinion on this. Um, You said that you will, before you have a hard conversation, that you'll you'll pray genuine love for the person. Is there any other self-evaluating that you do for yourself that kind of gets you ready for um, the conversation? I think the scripture I'm thinking of is examine the. The log in your eye before you go after the speck in somebody else's
0: yeah, this is especially true when you 're dealing with family members or, or other friends i 'm not thinking of a of a businessman dealing with an employee, but i 'm thinking of us in our ordinary everyday life interacting with the people that are significant to us, so I ask myself the question: is this just a is this something that just irritates me because I have opinionated and it doesn't fit my opinions? Yeah. Um, or is this a principle that needs to be addressed? I'll ask myself, do I really believe this person has good motives? Or, and do I have good motives? Mm -hmm. Uh, do I really understand what's happening here? Um, and i need to make sure that i ask questions not i don't make declarations i ask questions that's great i um, i want the person to know that i'm for them not against them yeah and and that comes through that, that comes through not by what you say but how you how they sense your your body posture how they look at your face yep how they sense are you, is there tension or are you relaxed? Uh, you communicate so many ways when you're do, having a hard conversation with people that you love. Yeah. But everybody has to be, in a sense, a emotional pastor in a hard conversation. Yep. You mean you're not? I'm not talking ab- about the vocation of pastoring. I'm talking about the spirit of pastoring. That I'm going to have that conversation with you, Alex, because. I want to see you do well, and I want to make sure that our relationship Mm. is strong and healthy. And so, if if it's just an opinion that I don't like the opinion you expressed, um, I'll say, "Why are you?" They can have opinions, and you have opinions. Some of us even have the spiritual gift of opinions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And what right do we have to give our opinions to everybody else? and not accept their opinions back. Hmm. So I try to clarify that in my own mind.
1: Yeah. Um, That's great, Pastor Don. And uh, I think you touched on one thing too, about like body language. I think I can even have, um, this is a silly example, but I remember coming home with a bad report card and you can already, you walk into the room, your parents have it, you can see it on their face. They're already, and what happens to your body? You're already you already tense. You're already preparing for the worst. And um, I think what you just kind of touched on really speaks to a larger issue of like hard conversations need to happen in person. In person. In, in person, where they can see your face. They can read your body language. Would you like to touch on that just for a little bit? Sure.
0: Some of us, and I'm one of those, us. Yeah can't hide their emotions. My face shows everything I'm feeling. So I don't play cards.
1: Yeah, (laughs) You would not be a good poker player. (laughs) I would
0: not. (laughs) I do not have a poker face. And so that's why I have to do all the preparation work. Hmm. Because my face is going to show what's inside of me. And I want my, I want to be transparent. I want, I want them to see compassion. That's great. I want them to see that I, I really want to, I want to deal with an issue that's important to us, but, um, but that it's dealt with with love. Yeah. And so that's why it's always got to be in person. So you can read there, you can read each other. Absolutely. And, um, and you can sense, for example, if we're having a conversation, and I'm sensing the other person is really having difficulty with it, I'll just stop and say, is, is this conversation going badly for you? How are you feeling about what, I'm ha- what we're talking about? Because hmm. I don't want to hurt you, I, but I do want us to deal with the issue that I think is that, that we need to have some kind of understanding on and come to grips with. Yeah. And, and so I'm expressing empathy to them and I'm not going, good, I scored that point. Yeah. And when you're having a hard conversation that's a biblical conversation, you don't actually t- keep track of who's winning and losing. Wow. What you want to have is you want it to, so that both of us win, and in fact, that God wins and the relationship wins.
1: Yeah. Now, Pastor, on question for you. Would you say that sometimes it's not a one-and-done conversation? I think you just mentioned, you know, we'll have a conversation. hey, are there are there any conversations that you've had to maybe table, give people some space? Um, and is that okay for the person having the conversation to to give someone time to respond in the process?
0: That's a really great question. We all have different personalities, and many people have a, a personality that they absorb everything. But they don't respond quickly because hmm. they need to process. They're high process people. Some of us are a little quicker, and so we can go s- kind of snap through it. Yeah. And so I could sit down and have a conversation, we could have a conversation, and probably we could resolve stuff pretty quickly just because of our personalities. Yeah. Now we may not go as deep as we should, but we get to where we love each other yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife is one of those other kind those other people and in so when you're having a hard conversation you lay you lay out the issue and you clarify it and then you begin to talk about it and then sometimes the best thing to do is to go now that we understand what we're trying to process together why don't we come back tomorrow hmm. and continue the conversation just so we have some time to mull it over and think it through yeah because in the before I really came to understand how different personalities process information and how some people, if you really want to get it resolved, you have to give them time to process it. yep. Um, I could push through until they I, we had a decision that got my way, and they nodded their head, yes, like this, but their heart but inside their heart they're going no, yeah. And then you have con- then you never resolve it, but it goes under underground, so that you it clouds the ability to have a really intimate relationship. Yeah. So our goal is not to, because hard conversations are costly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We want to get in, and we want to get out, and we we want to hope that there's some medium ground. But Jesus wants us to have hard conversations so that at the end we're brother and sister again or brother and brother again or yep. sister and
1: sister. That's fantastic. And that
0: we that we can have a, a genuine relationship.
1: Yeah, and if that takes one conversation or ten, it's worth yeah. it because at the end of the day, it goes back to reconciliation. Exactly. Of God wants our hearts to be for each other, and, not against each other.
0: And so it's not uncommon for me in... Like at the altar praying at church, mm-hmm. I'll pray for a person, ask God to work something in their lives, and I'll say, God sometimes works immediately, sometimes He works slowly. Come back next week and we'll pray together again. Wow. I had a couple come to me yesterday that have been coming to me for six weeks, praying for the needs that they have as a family. And yesterday they just came up and they said, we want to tell you how God's at work in our life. Wow. We don't want you, there's nothing for you to pray for us about. We don't have any needs right now. We just want to say thanks and thank God. Well, it's the same way in a relationship in these hard conversations, particularly if somebody has an annoying habit that's hurtful to other people and you need to address it. Mm -hmm. And they they will acknowledge that that is an issue that they're dealing with and they want to do better. Then they say, Let's keep working at it together. I'll, yeah. I'll be glad to help you. You help me with my issues, and I'll help you with your issues so that together we can grow and do better. Yeah. And you create an environment to have interaction that um, That allows you to to partner up together and coming to a mutual goal.
1: That's fantastic, Pastor Don. I love that. And I think it's really at the end of the day, we're, we're here for the journey. Yeah. We're, we're, we're here for the journey. What, if that's a week or a year were committed. So
0: in one of my working relationships, one of the guys that I just loved and we covered for we had different gifts. And he and we were in a culture that was very relational, where the, the culture was trained to read faces. Hmm. And he had a very narrow face that had a natural frown to it and so people always thought he was mad at them hmm. and we tried to interact with that and that was really hard just because of biology
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> and but but there was an, we got an understanding to know that inside he was such a loving caring person and this was very painful hurtful for him the things that we had to talk about wow and so, but we try to build a relationship around our care for each other and understanding of each other.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what, you, what you've been saying, Pastor Don. It comes out of the compassion and the care for people that you're not having a hard conversation to get a point or one up on somebody, but you're looking at them with compassion, yeah. wanting them to be the best version of themselves that, that they can be. Uh, Pastor Don, I, I have a question for you. Um, there's sometimes where uh, maybe a situation pops up and we have the thought, do I have this hard conversation or do I, do I not? Do I let it slide? W- where would you say the line is? Because I think we all make mistakes sometimes. We could say, oh, that was a one-time fluke. It'll never happen again. Or we could say, man, no, it, it needs to be addressed. Where, where would you say the line is on where do we address these things? And where do we also let it slide? Because we are humans that make mistakes.
0: Well, that's a great question and this is art, not science. Yeah. Um, If if the situation that we're trying to address, someone was badly hurt, Mm. somebody exploded at a family gathering and made all kinds of negative derogatory comments, and there's a lot of blood splattered on the floor, that needs to have a conversation. Yeah. If somebody just gets irritated and... So you always you know you always burn the potatoes (laughs) (laughs) then you just go they're having a bad day i'll bet they're not feeling well yeah um and part for me in my in the relational things i wouldn't is there a pattern here Hmm. in other words not a one-time mess up but if there's if you, you observe this person and they mess up and then the same they mess up with somebody else the same way and somebody else the same way. Uh, then there's a reason because you love them to go and say, "Can we talk about this and help me understand why you respond like that?" Yeah. And sometimes we'll discover there's really, really deep levels of hurt. That um, and it's not because they're wanting to be mean. It's just because there's so much pain inside of them. Yeah. And the, um, the, the another time that you address it is if, is if there's, um, a principle involved. Okay. Some that's a, where someone has really crossed the line in terms of values. And you need, you, because you care for them, you want to know is, do you really have that value? Yeah. Or we, was that misspoken or, Let's ha- can we have a conversation about just a that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Pastor Zell, we can't negate just the general check-in as well of hey, I, I saw that. It's not typically who you are. Are are you okay? Is, is there anything is there anything going on that we don't know about that we need to know about? And um, I think just a general check-in. Number one, it shows people we care, it shows people that we see them, and it also gives them a chance to say, everything's not okay. Or yeah, man, I, I didn't get out of sleep last night. Sorry, I'm on edge. Like, it, And it provides clarity for people but we need to to ask the questions. Yeah, in fact,
0: I, uh, one of my friends recently wrote a book, and he was telling a story about having this conver- uh, hard conversation. And, and he looked at this young man, and he said, you know, what you did, you've just confessed it to me, and I know that God forgives you. But what i want to tell you is that the holy spirit lives in you and you have the capacity to live so much better than than that experience mm-hmm. showed so i want to call you up to be the person that i know you are through the power of the holy spirit yeah and didn't say do better but said i see in you so much and the holy spirit wants to help you so badly there's a lot there's a great future ahead of you same same kind of thing.
1: That's great, Pastor Don. Yeah, Pastor, Don, I want to ask you one more question, and I think um, I, I struggle with this one. So maybe this is just for me. Um, but having a hard conversation can be tough, and I think the the hardest part is just starting the hard conversation. I think I've probably talked myself out of a bunch of conversations before because either I'm too scared or I'm not prepared. Are there any helpful tips that you've practiced over the years that that help you start the conversation, that allow you to actually get into what you need to talk about?
0: That's a great final question. Well, after you've done this, you see the issue. And you ask, the, am I just irritated by this, or is this a real issue? Mm-hmm. Is this just something that's different than mine? You ask all those personal questions, and you come to the conclusion that, in fact, this is serious enough that it needs to be addressed. And then you pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill your heart with love for that person that yep. we talked about. And once that's settled, as soon as that's settled in your spirit, then I immediately take action. And I make the pre-commitment that once I've gone through my process of evaluation and I've asked the Holy Spirit to do His work in me, as soon as that is done, then I will ad- address the issue. I'll ask for a meeting Yep. and, and start in. And even if it's kind of awkward at first, I'm committed to do it. Yeah. Because one, it's now it's now been determined as necessary and to the Holy spirit has done his work. So then I, by beginning the conversation, it allows the Holy spirit releases it into the conversation.
1: That's really great. Pastor Don, are there, do you give anyone any like pre context to what you're going to be talking about? I think we've all gotten that meeting on our calendar before and we're like, what, what is this going to be about? Is there there any tips to that of kind of putting the other person at ease um, if the meeting maybe is a couple of days out or they're not free until, let's say it's Wednesday, they're not free until Friday?
0: I think that's a game time decision. Yeah. Depending on the person, depending on the issue, um, what I'll usually, if, if I feel I can give them a heads up, I can say, look, there was an incident last week with you and... Some of our family that I'd like to talk to you about, hmm. but I'm I'm your friend, and I'm I'm your family, so I think it'll be a helpful conversation. Yeah. Or if if that doesn't seem to be because of the environment, the right thing to do, when the person comes in to say, I'll say thank you for coming to have this conversation with me. This is going to be could this could be a difficult conversation. But it's important enough because I care for you so much that I need to have it.
1: Wow! Yeah, and I think you're you're right. Leading with compassion on on both sides,
0: and, and then I will immediately I won't, I'll immediately say, this is the issue I think we need to talk about. I don't. I've I've been in hard. I've been observant in hard conversations where people would tell the person that's in trouble all the wonderful things about them. And they think that this is a great meeting and then they blindside them. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's time to, to give affirmation, but if you want them, I think to the healthiest thing and the fairest thing is to say, it's going to be a hard conversation. Here's the issue. I'd like to talk about it. I have some questions to see if I understand it, understand what happened adequately. If, if, if you'd be willing to tell me how, what your part was and why it, why it came out the way it did. Mm-hmm. Cause um, I, I need to hear your heart.
1: Yeah. That's fantastic. Pastor Don, I love it. Well, Pastor Don, I, I think honestly you gave us a step-by-step guide uh, on how to have hard conversations. And I um, just want to recap them real quick. I think when you recognize you need to have a hard conversation, pray. First thing we do, we pray that the love of God would fill our lives for that person. We would have compassion for them. Secondly, we'd act quickly, that we wouldn't wouldn't delay. Um, Number three, that we would be straightforward, but also let them know that this is for the betterment of yourself, that we want to have this conversation because we care about you, because we love you. We want to see you live the life that Jesus has called you to live. And then I think lastly, seek reconciliation, that at the end of the day, we should be able to look across the table from each other, brother to brother, sister to sister, and have and the hope that at the end of the day, we're, we're good, that we love each other in Christ. And Pastor John, I think this is a conversation that um, our young adults are going to uh, love. They're going to thrive. And I think this is a podcast that I think all adults need to hear, because this is something that I think if we can nail in our early 20s, early 30s, it's going to set us up for the rest of our life of having hard conversations and doing them with love and doing them with grace. And at the end of the day, man, having reconciliation that both parties are looking across the table saying, man, I love you, you love me, we're brothers and sisters in Christ together. Well, Young Adults, it's been an amazing uh, podcast with Pastor John Bray. We will see you next time on Young and Adulting.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we wanna hear about it send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.